Hello, beautiful souls. Join me as we dive into conversations about spiritual clarity, different modalities and mechanisms to healing as well as healing phenomena and how to activate your third eye powers. Join me every Wednesday for a new episode where you'll understand more about the mediumship journey and what it truly takes. This is not your standard mediumship podcast. Get ready for discussing taboos, fears, traumas, and silenced stories for the emerging psychic medium who is stepping into their financial freedom with their soul's gifts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mediumship Muse podcast. So happy to have you here. I have a very, very, very special guest and friend here today. His name is Brett Lockett. And Brett, I'm going to introduce you by your bio because it is fire and I love it so much. Brett Lockett is a relationship coach, love expert, certified Gene Keys practitioner, and breathwork detox facilitator. Brett Lockett is renowned in his relationship coaching with the deep understanding of love and the Venus sequence in Gene Keys. With his expertise in Gene Keys and breathwork detox, Brett guides individuals in cultivating fulfilling and harmonious relationships. His transformative coaching approach combines the wisdom of the Venus sequence with the power of breathwork detox to unlock personal growth and create lasting connections. As a certified Gene Keys practitioner, Brett brings a unique perspective to his coaching, helping individuals navigate the intricacies of love and relationships with profound insights and practical strategies with his guidance, clients are empowered to embrace their true selves and manifest the relationships they truly desire. Brett, welcome. So happy to have you. Thank you for that, Candice. I'm glad to be here. I'm so I, This has been a long time coming, so I'm happy we could do this. Yes. Oh my God. So I have to briefly touch on that. So the reason yeah. we're doing this podcast is because we're launching a course together and it's going to be called the Venus Illumination venus illumination and i'm so excited that's why we're here that's why we're talking about it but it's really funny because the first time i met you i instantly saw like i got this download of us doing a course together and at that time i hadn't even launched my own courses yet so i was like how how am i a psychic medium right a little old psychic medium gonna launch a course with a former nfl player like how's like i didn't even <laughs> i thought it was nuts i thought it was a crazy download <laughs> And like fast forward, you know, a year and some change later, and like here we are. It's freaking nuts. <laughs> it, first of all, I'm mad you didn't tell me that at the time. Like, hey, I see this <laughs> launching a course together in two years. Um, I guess that's what happens when you have special gifts like you have, right? And secondly, um, you told me a bunch of other things that had to do with my personal life and also my relationships, which is very interesting because here yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is interesting because we kind of went through a similar thing at a similar time. And um, it's just kind of aligning. It, it all aligned. And I never thought it would, but mm. it just, I mean, perfect timing. I feel like I had seeded it to you. Don't you remember me like messaging you before? It wasn't like an ask. It was like you had said something in, re in response to like us working together. And then I was like, wait, yeah, I see something like maybe like a course or something jinkies related down the road. I didn't fully know what it was yet. I just saw us in a course and people there. And so like, boom, you, you got your gene jinkies, um, guide, you know, and certification thing done. And it just kind of like all aligned. I got all these courses behind my back to like, just feel really confident in who I am and what I teach. And then the stars align <laughs> as they, as they always do. Yes. Can you share with people 
because what we're going to be doing in the course is we're bringing psychic somatics, which is, you know, a practice that I have incorporated in so many avenues of my work. I do certifications in psychic somatics and I do this work with my clients so often and you do gene keys and you are a practitioner. Can you share like what that process has been like and how you got into gene keys? Like what, how did you fall into, into this like area of transformation in life? So interesting, right? Because I come from, come from the world of sports and business and entrepreneurship and peak performance and all that jazz. And Gene Keys is so different than a lot of what I've, I've gone through my entire life. And it wasn't until after my last relationship, someone introduced me to Gene Keys. And it was right after I just had broken up with my, my previous partner. And they said, you should take a look at this. And, you know, at the time I was kind of, I was going through an awakening. Um, there were so many questions that I had about the world, about myself, about, <clears throat> excuse me, about consciousness, about all these different com- facets about life. And I, I started reading Jinkies. I literally opened the book and it was like my mind exploded. <laughs> yeah. You know, that little emoji where the mind's like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was, it, my mind was exploding and I, I was seeing all of these different facets about my life, but I was, it was like drinking out of a water hose at the time, Yeah, you know, and, and for anybody who's ever picked up Gene Keys and and for those of you who don't know what Gene Keys is, Gene Keys is a book that was written by Richard Rudd, but it's really based upon the ancient Chinese teachings of the I Ching. And so there's 64 teachings of the I Ching and the Gene Keys embodies that it's, it's pretty much there's, there's, it's almost like a portal of encyclopedia to be able to access your consciousness yes at a very deep level a, a genetic level if you will which is quote unquote why it's called jinkies right mm-hmm. and so i've really embodied these teachings because not only did it allow me to understand my last relationship it allowed me to understand every single part of the relationships and parts and components of the relationships that i've been in my entire life because what the Venus sequence encourages you to do is it encourages encourages you to go back and reflect on all of your past relationships, not just personally or intimately, but the relationships that you have with everyone around you in your life, right? And so if you're single, you're really looking at the relationship with yourself because the relationship that you have with everybody else is just a mirror of who you are, right? And so knowing that, you start to treat people very differently. You start to see people very differently. And the biggest thing that for me, the Gene Keys really taught me not to do was how to, how to go into any situation and not judge whatever it is. Right. And that's where I think we all get caught up in our past traumas when we're talking about our relationships or we're trying to get over certain uh, issues that we've gone through in our life. We deal with this, this, this shame and this regret of not wanting to, talk about not wanting to share it. And when you understand that there is no judgment because what you're seeing or what you've gone through is just a a part of your journey. It's a part of, could be a part of your karma, right? And we know you do a lot with karma, right? With a lot of your clients, right? It could be a part of your karma. It could be a part of your Dharma, right? And, and, you know, your purpose exactly. And that's what, that's what, you know, Gene Keys and the Venus sequence is really all about. It's about unraveling why you're here, it's about unraveling what your karma is, 
right? And in, in those, you know, we call them sun sanskaras, which are these these karmic inner inner. I, I call them, you know, just intertwined parts of your journey, your evolution. And sometimes you take on karmic debt from your past life. Sometimes you take on karmic debt from kind of the whole. And we all are taking on a part of that karmic debt from the whole, right? Because we're all connected. So it's, it, the Gene Keys has allowed me to really see myself for who I am, but more importantly, be able to understand where I am and understand where I'm going. And it's just been a, such a, such a profound revelation for me. I can't tell you what it's done for my life, but it's, it's absolutely something that I'm passionate about. And I want everybody else to, to, to learn about it so that they can do the same for their lives. It's so true. Like this, this tool, Gene Keys, um, which is kind of like this divine grand synthesis of the I Ching and, and human design, um, has transformed my life too and helped me understand because I, I went through the golden path, which is sort of like the sequence before Venus. And I started to go through the Venus sequence. And when I tell you it was so accurate and it like hit me to my bones, I think I told you this, like it hit so much that I got angry. Like I wanted to throw the book out the window. I was like, there's no way that this thing in a book knows me like that. Like it just, it triggered me. It literally <laughs> triggered me. I got pissed and I was like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I literally didn't know what to do because you see all the shadows, right? We know yeah. there's the shadow, the gift in the city of each sphere of each, you know, um, a gate that there is to move through within the sequence. And each one was just like hitting. And I was like, just seeing the whole entirety of my life and how it was creating all these repetitious cycles of me self-abandoning myself or me being abandoned in relationships, which are really like one and the same thing. And seeing that that kind of explained in the yeah. Venus sequence was like mind blowing mm. and a little hard for me to navigate through because I didn't finish the the Venus sequence in, in one sitting, you know, like it was the same thing with the golden path. Like you do, you go through the spheres and it's like, hold on. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to digest one at a time, but I think I would have gotten so much more out of it that first round had I had like a study group, like a space like we're creating where we could really sit and go through with people sphere by sphere, the things that they're going to experience and unlock each week within what it is that we're teaching. Um, there's so much. I wanted to say a little note too. Before I knew that I was like a legitimate psychic medium and a channel, the first tool I ever touched ever ever, ever, ever the for before I touched a deck of tarot cards before, um, I started to like tune into like channels and, and mediums and such online. I would read the I Ching. I would cast, I would cast my hexagrams with the coins. Like I would legit get my three pennies and I would shake them <laughs> and I would cast the coins to get my hexagram and get my reading. And the I Ching was my first like divination tool. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. No, That's I, my first ever, 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 ever divination tool. And the I Ching is just like such an incredible portal into helping you navigate. That's mm -hmm. what the I Ching did. It helped me navigate so many different little things that I was going through in life and the repetitious cycle that I found myself in, in my relationships. Right. 
And um, I love it because working with you already, just in creating the course, has already opened me up to so much, which there's something to say about the container we're creating and the divine masculine that is you and the feminine, the divine feminine that I'm holding too, because working with you already has helped me see like how much I know, the potential I really have to really serve on a higher degree if I own more of who I am, which was, you know, this aspect of the relationship part of me and mm. noticing, wait, I, I deal with a lot of this within my clients. You know, when my clients are starting to awaken, oftentimes I see them start to freak out in their relationships because they're like, wait, I'm not, I'm not appreciated. I'm not respected. I'm not adored. I, I, I'm not like anything. I feel like I'm worthless to this person. Um, or at the opposite end, I encounter a lot of women who have given up on love altogether and like refuse to look at it. And so mm -hmm. you help me see that that's happening for a reason. And I meant to like, that's what I'm helping them through. Essentially, I'm helping them through whatever end of that spectrum that they're on within their love lives. And you help me own it. Like, whereas I didn't want to own it and like call myself, I'm not a relationship expert or like a love coach. Like, I don't want to own that. I don't want to like dip my toes in that, but you like really help me see it. And I think it's important for others to see too, that just because you've had bad cycles in relationships, just because you've had quote unquote failures, or you were in, in abusive patterns or in really toxic things, things that you're ashamed of, embarrassed of, those things are just serving you. They're all serving you. And so I love what we're creating here, which is where people get to show up as themselves with all their baggage or none mm. um, in their love lives. So is there anything you might say about like any specifics around um, what going through the Venus sequence has been like for you, for others, like that, those specific age groups that you, that we were talking about too, that the Venus sequence kind of takes you through in your emotional capacities within your own love life. Anything you want to share about that? I, I have a lot to share. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> where do we start is a question, but yeah. kind of going back on what you were talking about, all about all your clients that you're dealing with. Yeah. What the biggest thing that holds back most people from getting into the next relationship is every jink he has something called a repressed nature where we repress specific emotions and it it comes out in certain ways in our life it can come out as anger it can come out as a deep-rooted fear it can come out as us becoming addicted to certain behaviors or certain substances and so when you look at that you understand that when i start suppressing my true nature it starts coming out in different ways. And in order to not do that, we have to be able to be aware of where we are, acknowledge it, and then find what the emotion is that's surrounding that, that repressed nature. So if it's fear, why, why do we have that fear? And that fear is always leading us back to another emotion. If it's anger, it's usually leading us back to a different emotion. And so a, a lot of people suppress these emotions and then they suppress the relationship that they may want to get into. They, they, they make excuses of why aren't we, why, why am I not in a relationship? And then they say, oh, well, it's because I'm healing. And I can't tell you how many, how many women I deal with, yeah. how many women you're dealing with who, who their, their excuse for not getting into the next relationship is I'm healing. Yeah. Or dating at all. Uh, like or, or, or dating I'm yeah or, or dating right. And, and now you, now you, you know, create this little container of all your, all your friends who are women <laughs> and you, you hang out with them, you're brunching with them, you're doing your thing with them and everybody's just healing in this circle, but nobody's going out and venturing out to date. 
right? And that's that's the excuse is, hey, we're I'm just I'm just constantly healing. I'm I'm just I'm I'm dealing with my trauma. When yeah, you're you're a part of. Uh, we're all healing. We're always going to be healing. We're always going to be learning. Exactly. Right. But your relationships are are everything. It's everything that you have in this in this world. Your life is based on the relationships that you have with others and yourself. Yeah. Right. And so when we when we really look back at it and we start talking about the Venus sequence, it's really about the relationship with yourself to allow you to be able to have relationships with better people. And the I guess the 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 best way I can explain the Venus sequence in terms of if I was going to say there was one thing that it's going to teach you how to do, the Venus sequence is going to teach you how to love. Mm. And it's going to teach you how to love unconditionally. Because the number one thing that you can do in life, and this is going to change your entire world, is if you learn how to love and return non-love with unconditional love. Wow. Right? Anything that is is it's just disgusting, repulsive, I can't believe somebody would absolutely do this to me. If you can return that with love, you're now taking a quantum leap in your life and your relationships to becoming the person that you're truly here to be. And that's, that's the challenge. That's the biggest challenge. It is. It is because what I have to undo with most people and the reason most people actually pack in that like resentment and pain and trauma instead of like, let it go and forgive it is because there's a cycle of doing that within their family systems, or there's a cycle of doing that. That's, that's, you know, within their ancestry that's trapped and locked into their body. So this trauma will keep playing itself out in regards to love. I see oftentimes and money in business too, but I see it a lot in love and people like, it's like they get trapped in it and like, you can't move and people are trying to find their way out and they don't know that it's like the way to get out of it is to like soften. Like you, you let go of the tension and the muscles and the body and you let the body do the talking. And then it's like the understanding can come because where we get stuck is that the resentment gets stuck and then we, we pile more stuff on top of it. And then the mind takes over and it's like, F this person, F that person. And how could, like you said, how could they have done that? And then yeah. we get trapped in that cycle of anger over and over and over. And then when we're trying to get into relationships again, that's the first cycle we'll, we'll bump up against. We'll keep attracting the person who's going to represent that repressed nature as you called it and then it's like why why can't i just like find a good relationship like what's wrong with me what is it f men whatever the key whatever the beliefs that come up and it's really it's like you said so well like our repressed nature um and it's not easy to deal with and that's where yeah. i love combining i'm so excited that we're combining gene keys and the venus sequence with my work psychic somatics because within these spheres that we're gonna be working through within their Venus sequence, there are these themes. There are, you know, these shadows, these gifts in, in cities, these like elevated states of being in a way within your love life, within your body, within your vessel, that I think we have to practice understanding. So when we practice or embody these things in these I am now frames, right? Like let's say a shadow of one of our spheres is greed, right? or one of the gifts is strength or a city is majesty, right? What are these things really? We're saying these things, but we don't know what they mean in our bodies, right? We can mm -hmm. say them, we can sometimes even read it and, and, and it can make somewhat sense, but it's a different thing to then take that pattern and walk with it 
and let your body do the talking about what that theme actually is exuding from your presence, from your body, what it means, how it's acting out, how it's playing within this lifetime for you. And that's where I feel the real transformation starts because we bring the lesson home when you can see it the pattern and you can realize how it's been affecting every corner and avenue of your life, then it's like, oh, that's what that is. And we could take responsibility for both our shadows and our strength in our cities. I feel when we understand it from our body's perspective, because so t- so many times we get stuck in the head, we mm-hmm. get stuck in our head and, and we think our way through things, but we can't, <laughs> we, you can't think yourself out of a repressive mm-hmm. nature. You can only release yeah. it and let it go and understand it from your body's perspective. So I think that's so cool that, you know, we get to combine these forces because the gene keys and the Venus sequence, it can be like an elusive practice to a lot of people, right? It's like you read it and then you can like forget it or or read it and it was like, that sort of made sense, but I kind of didn't understand it. Like it, it's a lot to digest in one sitting, you know? It, it is, it's, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of understanding yourself while trying to understand the information that you're learning. And, when you're trapped in your mind, you're trying to create logic and logic does not trump the body's functionality or, or the systems. And so your true intelligence and the, you know, when you talk about the future human being, the intelligence is shifting from our true intelligence is in our solar plexus. Mm. And so we confuse ourselves with thinking that our intelligence is in the mind. It's really not in the mind. Okay. Your mind is logic. Okay. And logic can always be trumped. And so when you understand that and you start moving your energy to your true nature, which is the solar plexus, you start to feel what feels right and what feels wrong. And so when, you know, you say, Oh, I I have a, I have a bad feeling about that. It's not your mind thinking, right? That's the, that's the internal mechanism that has been built since the beginning of time. We're just now learning how to access it because of the rise of what's happening during this, this time that I call, you know, the great change, which Gene Keys talks about, which is from 1987 to 2027, which is the rise of, of, of consciousness. Right. But you said something really, really critical and important, which is taking the information and then embodying it. And that is what is the hardest thing through any practice that is out there, any modality. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're the, 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 the first breath, breathwork master teacher for, you know, breathwork detox, right. Um, I'm certified, um, you know, through breathwork detox as well. We've seen people go through these transformational changes in 30 minutes on a yoga mat. Yep. Letting go of tumors, letting go of exes, letting go of parents that they couldn't let go of for years. Right. Yep. But then how do you take that And then how do you embody that into the next part of your life, right? Usually we see people get off yoga mats, have these transformational breakthroughs, live in this state of euphoria for, you know, 24 to 48 hours, and then go back to all the stresses that life has to offer. Exactly. Right. They go back to the same thing that they've been doing for years and years and years. And so when you talk about embodying it and walking in it, now you're able to take that information that you just broke through and received. And now you're able to take that and integrate that into your being. And that's why this Venus sequence coupled with psychic somatics is so important and so integral to being able to make lasting changes and lasting shifts in your life. Because that is, that is the, the quantum leap. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing in sports, which is 
being able to take what you practice into the next practice, into the next practice, into the game. I love it. Right. And that's, that's where you see the great players excel. And it's the same thing in life. It's how do you take the teachings into embodying it, into more teachings, into embodying it, into becoming the person that you want to be. Yep. And that's, and that's what we're doing with this course, with the Venus sequence coupled with psychic somatics. It is the intelligence that was given to us from birth that is given to us from many, 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 many lives. That's been integrated into this biological system, this physiological system that we have called the body. Right. And it's taking that and using the information of the cosmos, the information that is readily available to each and every one of us, if we choose to decide to access it. Yes. It's a choice. It's a, it's a choice. And that choice is limited based on your fear, mm. your ability to be able to handle the emotional setbacks. And I don't call them setbacks. They're just sometimes, you know, Really, you know, and Gene Keys talks about this in the first seven years of incarnation on this planet. If there is some sort of trauma that has happened in your life, there are certain parts of your your DNA that have been turned off, Ooh. that have not fully incarnated into your body, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, when you become an adult, or even even when you become when you go into the second seven years of your life, which is seven through fourteen. That is where you create your entire emotional state, right? Your personal state is created from, 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 it, from when you're born to seven years old. You're just trying to figure out who you are, right? When you look at children, they're playing. They don't know about, you know, Susie over there. They're like, give me my toy back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. They, they, they have no awareness of, of other, other uh, individuals. Okay. Mm -hmm. For seven through 14 is when you start realizing how you're, developing in your emotional state, others that are around you, how you're dealing with those emotional um, situations, right? And so if you're turned off from the age of zero to seven, and then you go into dealing with your emotional states from seven to 14, you start to realize why, when you really look back at this, I have a client who, um, you know, her parents split up at a very young age and she went in, you know, she was always kind of a quiet child to begin with, but she went inward again. And then going through, you know, this was around, you know, second or third grade. And then now she's, you know, as an adult, she, it's very hard for her to come out and be open to others, especially relationships with men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, it, and it, when you look back at it, it really started at second, you know, second, third grade when her parents split up. You know, and so you can really draw these lines that intersect and it's almost like a mind map. You know, when you can start looking at your life and drawing these lines back to age six, back to age 14, I know I was doing some work on myself and I started drawing things back to certain people in my childhood that reflect how I look at the world today, mm. right? Why I'm, you know, why I deal with my relationships the way that I deal with them, why I view certain people, the way that I, I, I view them, why I date the way that I date, right. As a, as a black man, right. Why I'm attracted to certain women. And we all are, are, are attracted to certain things. It doesn't matter what race you are. And that's, that's, I think a, a big misconception is like, oh, I'm this race. So I should date that race. And it's like, no, you're not. Right. Right. 
Oh. We're all we're all human. We all we all just grew up in a specific environment that gave us a specific set of rules that we've taken and we've created it in our adult life. Yes. You know, so it, it's it's a culmination of all of this put together. And if you're not willing to take a look and go back and look at all of these things, because that is where I, that's how I got to this point. If I didn't go through and look at every single one of my relationships and figure out what the correlation was. What was, what was the, the number one factor as to why my relationships all went the same way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you don't, if you don't do that and, and, you know, obviously most, you know, I don't remember every single relationship in my life, mm-hmm. the big ones I do, right. You know, the small encounters that those are just the small encounters of, of you being human. Right. But when you, when you look at all of your relationships, the big ones, and you say, what was the the main issue as to why they didn't go the way that I wanted them to go. That's when you start accessing how to unlock all of your future relationships and figure out exactly what the main challenge is for you. Yes. And it's interesting because when you're saying this, I look back on my life as somebody who had like, I had an extraordinarily challenging Mm -hmm. upbringing, you know, where I experienced every form of abuse that you could have imagined that, that someone go through in early life or at any phase or stage of life I went through that's emotional, physical, sexual, mental, all of it, you know, and anything in between that, that you can imagine on a pretty regular basis by people that should have been trusted. Right. So then that taking that it's like you look back and you start reflecting when you start doing the work it's like that my relationships would not have stood a chance they would have not stood a chance based on the trauma that i was carrying and the things that i was so afraid to address i even think back and look back on my like late teens and early 20s you know that like shifting into like real adulthood was an incredibly challenging time for me because I had so much stuff to unpack and I knew it. And as a psychic medium, what's funny is when I was a little girl, I always knew it too. It's like I had my guides whispering in my ear, like all of this that you're experiencing right now, all this pain, you're going to have to deal with it someday. So I always knew like I, from that age, I could literally look back at like age three and four. I'm not even kidding. Having these conscious awareness thoughts like, oh, watching all the trauma play out, watching like my stepdad and my mom and their, their fights, watching, um, my mom and all her other family members in their fights all the time, knowing that, oh my God, these are the things that I'm going to have to unpack because I've never, I never grew up seeing a functional relationship. Mm. I never grew up even thinking that they were possible. And now that I'm, I'm at the stage of my healing and growth that I am now, it's like, that's all I want. All I want is a functional and happy relationship to have a stable family. Like that's the, that's the, the dream. But the more I work on it, it's, it's less of a dream. And it's more of like, it's something that's here and now, like it's Mm. coming and it's manifesting because of the level of work that I've done with psychic somatics, with ancestral alignments, with the different tools that I have to be able to unpack this. But I love what you're saying, because it really brings home that If we want the relationships that we say we want, we have to realize we're going to have to work at a level that uh, allows us to see who and what we really are and what we've been carrying and not in a way that says, okay, I did one thing. Now I'm ready. Now I'm done. Mm -hmm. Because I find that with a lot of people too. They'll want to do like, okay, I did one session. Okay. Where is he? And it's like, (laughs) crickets it's like girl that that's one session that one session we're not even breaking through to get to him yet we're breaking through to get to you first like we have to get you back in connection with you and 
Um, what I've also learned to be grateful for is like the times that I, you know, the time now that I'm single, it's like, thank God that I have this time too, because I'm able to see myself in ways that I wouldn't have and can now meet somebody at the space that I've met myself. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that I would have gotten to this place. It was never the goal. Like I didn't know, like if you would have told me even like two, three years ago that, Hey, you're going to be more deeply in love with yourself. And from there, then that's going to be the space that you'll manifest from. I wouldn't have even consciously understood that. I've been like, yeah, I love myself. Like, it's fine. Like I'm good, you know, in my mind. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I had no freaking idea what I was doing. I didn't Mm -hmm. love myself at all, you know? And it's so funny because we get in these these overlays of thinking that thing, everything's cool. Like, you know, we're just trying to like live life with like, uh, like bumpers on like every, if I, if I don't get knocked over, it must mean that like, I'm good and I'm fine. And if I have no failures, then that must mean that I'm living a good life. And it's like, well, you're not really getting out there. You're not really getting bumped around by life. And if you don't, if you don't allow yourself to make mistakes, you're, you're just as stuck as somebody who can't see themselves, you know? Mm. You're so right. Can I tell you one thing that changed my life is please this fundamental understanding that the greatest human evolutionary urge for all people is to find a mate. Yeah. Oh my God. Overwhelmingly. Right. And so when you understand that, you understand that your whole purpose here is to work on yourself enough to where you can go into the next relationship and be everything that you need to be for that relationship to succeed or pass through you. Mm. Because every relationship has nothing to do with, oh, this is my, my, this is my, my forever partner. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where we get confused, right? That's where the Disney movies have created this fallacy <laughs> of <laughs> I'm the princess and Prince Charming is going to sweep me off my feet mm-hmm. and he's going to marry me and take me to the promised land. Right. Yeah. yeah. That is not how love works. Correct. Love is a, <clears throat> an ebb and flow of what you need when you need it by the universe. Yeah. I love that. That is it. And so when love is presented to you, you have a choice. You can either accept the love for whatever that love is supposed to be, or you can run away from it and go back to comfort and the limitations of your past emotional issues that disallow you from moving into the direction of the next relationship. Yeah. And that's the journey because the relationship, this is the thing. Everything has an ending. It has a beginning and it has an ending date. Mm -hmm. Some things are meant to last for a day. Some things are meant to last for a few years. Some things are meant to last for a lifetime. Whatever that is, your job isn't to propagate what you think it's going to be. Your job isn't to have these ideas in your mind, these expectations, and that's a shadow, by the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> expectations are a shadow having, because when you have expectations, you're tied to an outcome. 
And when you're tied to an outcome, that means that you're doing specific things. You're manifesting specific ideas of what you want this to become. Yeah. And that is what leaves every single one of my clients. And I know leaves every single one of your clients in a emotional state of disarray when it doesn't happen. Correct. Specifically women. Correct. Specifically women. Men are a little bit different. We're built differently. Um, but women are designed to be in relationships for the long haul. That is just a genetically designed thing. Men are designed to be in the relationship until it does not progress them in a, I want to say sexual manner, but I, but there's a lot more to it. It, it has a lot to do with where you're at as an individual, as a, as a, as a man, as a consciously awakened man, yeah. you're able to see what it is that you need. Most men go, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, break that down for people because the way I see it is like uh, what I see happening a lot in relationships currently is like the woman wakes up and she yeah. realizes it's almost always the woman who wakes up first and the male, the man cannot reach her. He cannot access her emotionally. He cannot fulfill her emotional needs. And so she shuts down sexually and doesn't really want much to do with him doesn't really want much connection there's not attraction anymore and i usually see the men kind of shrivel up in their inability to like show and express love and then that pushes you know the the couple like away from each other that really really burdens it's just like he feels like sexually alienated and she feels completely emotionally neglected and so then it's just like a bigger divide and no one really knows how to like bring it back together. Everyone seems to kind of be lost and not know what to do. And so what I'm typically doing in those senses is I'm usually working with the women. I'm usually working with the women in seeing and uncovering the patterns of which that was showcasing itself in their lineage and how they grew up. Because there was a point in time where, where that sort of level of where he was meeting them was fine, right? Yeah. It had like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then yep. one day it's just fucking not. <laughs> From one day to the next, like how he's acting <clears throat> and what he's doing no longer serves her. And um, so I would love like your take and your perspective on that. And then like any clarifications on what you mean by as the man, you know, what you feel his role within the relationship is, how he functions in the relationship too. Yeah. So you're talking about the sixth shadow the sixth gene key, the shadow of conflict mm. and conflict. And it's actually funny because the, the title of the gene, the gene key is called the battle of the sexes, <laughs> 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 which is, which is really funny, but it's, it's not just talking about conflict between men and women. It's talking about conflict in the world, right? And it refers to this, this analogy of, of, of the pH balance in the body. And when there is an imbalance in the body, when the, when a, when a, when a body becomes acidic, right. There becomes, becomes the natural playing ground for diseases. Right. And it's the same thing in all parts of life. It's the, it's the conflict that we have between the East and the West, right. The conflict that we have between men and women, the conflict that we have 
across the board when it comes to conflicts. Mm -hmm. And when you understand what the the deep-rooted element is in that conflict, anytime there's two people that come together and they're unable to deal with the emotional charge that the, their emotions you know, give them, that's when the conflict actually occurs. And it's, and so when men, when, when a woman or a man is unable to handle the emotional stress, whether it be life, whether it be the relationship, that is when the conflict occurs and the underlying issue between that, that conflict, what the number one reason of that conflict always is between a man and a woman is communication a hundred percent all the time. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at these relationships, the reason why these women are feeling this, this way that the way that they're feeling is because they're not able to communicate their feelings to their partner. And it's not necessarily because they're not able to communicate because if you're talking Chinese or Mandarin and I do not speak Mandarin, are you going to be able to communicate with me? Right. No, not at all. No. <laughs> and, and that's what's happening in relationships is, is women are speaking a language that men cannot understand right now. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about a man versus a consciously awakened man, those are two different people. Those are they two are. different vibrations. Those are they two are. different eyes that they're looking through in that relationship. And until men start to shift towards this consciousness, this awakened individual person that understands how to communicate, understands how to talk, understands how to be vulnerable, it becomes extremely difficult for the women that are going through these incredible changes and these, these monumental shifts that are actually beautiful and, and, and great to see. Cause I've, I've, I, I see them on a daily basis. There's going to, there's always going to be a disconnect with the male. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the question comes, how, how do we bridge that, that, that connection? How do I invite my, my partner to come and to start to be open to this process and that's the exact that's the 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 exact answer right there is to be open in the process. Right. How can you be open? As a man, you have to drop your you have to drop your ego. As a woman, you have to drop your ego. And you have to go into this relationship saying that I don't know anything. I don't know him. She she doesn't know me. But I'm going to put my best foot forward to get to know every facet about her because again, our cells are constantly changing every seven years. The person, and, and this is, this is also the thing because of where we're at in terms of technology, in terms of social norms, in terms of our workplace, people are changing faster than they've ever changed before in, in, in the human, human existence. Right. And so with that being the case, you can go a month without talking to somebody and that person is nowhere even close to the person you thought that they were, mm -hmm. if they're doing the work, mm -hmm. if they're doing the work. Correct. And that's the, that's the next thing is, are you willing to do the work that's required to not change because it's not the change, it's the evolution. It's the growth that has to happen for the relationship to go on the same trajectory that it once was, because that's the disconnect. It's when one's growing this way and the other one is growing this way and they're not able to meet. And so there's not a parallel alignment. That's, 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 
everything. Alignment is everything. And so that's what we have to get to in each and every one of our relationships, not just with our partners, but with everyone around us, with our family, with our, with our relationships at work. If there's not a, a, a distinct alignment, then there's always going to feel like an emotional discharge of uncertainty. And that uncertainty is going to create fear. And when you start living in the world of fear, you start to play out certain parts of your childhood in your adult life. It just always goes back to your childhood. It does. It's, it's so, so interesting when you really start looking at it. But when you know, you no longer have an excuse. It's so true. Um, I went through a phase of like working. This was a few years ago. Um, working on healing my relationship with the divine masculine and working, you know, so thoroughly on that. And so I thought like the last relationship I was in, I was like, okay, well, I, I worked on all my stuff. Like this must be it. There's this part of our consciousness. That's like this time I'm going to get it right. No matter what, like I know it, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And then a definitely, definitely, definitely not. And what I saw was I had worked on all my divine masculine wounds and what I had yeah. not faced was the divine feminine wounds, all the wounds that I had picked up from my mother. So what ended up happening is the the last relationship I was in, it was literally, I didn't see it until like literally like the last couple of months that I was in it, but it was me and my mother's relationship with this person as a man, as my boyfriend, like literally front and center to the point where like I had a falling out with both of them at the same time. Like mm. it was so paralleled that, um, I was like, Oh my God, this, like it, it slipped through the cracks. Yeah. You know, like, how did I miss this one? And mm. it was like all the unworthiness, all the gaslighting, everything that I ex had experienced in my, my rough childhood and my toxic childhood, really, and what that implanted in terms of beliefs within myself, which had so much to do with lack of self-worth, then that's why I had gotten into that relationship, which is like, I thought actually so little of myself that that's what I was willing to accept, that kind of treatment. Mm. And I saw it was the same kind of treatment that I had had from my mother growing up, where it was like, sometimes she was nice, but then all of a sudden she would be completely mean to me. Right. And then that was the norm. That to me, like, oh, that was the familiar love. And so this must mean that this person is right for me because it felt right unconsciously, like all the things I, I, I thought I needed, but really it was all the things I needed to face that I hadn't seen. So it's like these relationships that we get in can be so funny because we think we're ready. We think like in, in our ego, we always think like, I got this figured out. I know what I'm doing now. And then the rug will just get pulled up under, you know, from under your feet and you realize, oh, wait, no, it's very humbling. It's not anything that I thought. And you can end up in some like pretty toxic situations like I was, right? And facing the truth after that though, that's the level up because at the end of my last relationship, which was like incredibly painful for numerous reasons, when I had dealt with the things that all of that brought up, all the shit that that brought up, and I faced like my, the wounded maiden energy, the wanting to just like, I just wanted to like sit around and be taken care of. And like, I just want him to figure it out and, and I'm not going to need to do anything. And all these parts, like, you know, and stepping into the, like the mother archetype of who and what I, I really am to embody in this lifetime. Um, as I started to do that, all my money, 
all my business success, all of the success that I had been mapping out for myself in terms of like my divine mission hit right after the ending of that relationship. And if it weren't for that messed up relationship that I was in, I wouldn't have seen so much that I needed to transmute to then be in a space now, which is like, where I'm making like multiple five figure months in my business and I'm able to launch courses and there's ebbs and flows in business all the time. I'm not going to sit here and say like, I don't work my ass off too. And it's like peaches and cream. Cause it's not. Yeah. But the fact that I went from like the income that I have, which was damn near nothing to what I have now, because of the ending of that relationship, I think shows how much, like when we're really ready to face ourselves and see ourselves through the relationships that we have and stop being ashamed and embarrassed. Like I was for a while, then like mirror, like you start moving mountains, like miracles start happening. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's started to create magic. What'd you say? So you start to create magic. You start to create your own magic. Exactly. You know, and you know, as you're talking, I'm listening, you know, to my higher self as I always try to do. And I'm, I'm I keep hearing this thing that you attract where you're at. Yeah. And that's what I don't think most people truly understand and not just in relationships, but across the board you attract where you're consciously at in your relationships and that's rough in your world of prosperity <laughs> right yeah. it, it is rough but it's also a a it also encourages you to want to find a way to be better it encourages you to want to seek out other modes of of of, of help whether it be sitting down with you know a therapist or finding a, a relationship coach or jumping into some sort of course that's going to help you change that. And that's what, that's where we're really seeing a lot. I think for you and for me, what I'm really starting to see is this whole, you know, we could call it a spiritual movement, but this, this whole, I call it a, a, a wave of consciousness an increase of consciousness. When you start to look at who's doing the work, it's mostly women. It is. And it's, it's, it's fine because it's a, it's a feminine energy that's coming into the world, right? Through the spiritual nature of who we are. And that is why there's so many, there's so much of a disconnect between women and men right now, because men don't know how to communicate on this level. When I go back and talk about communication, they don't know how to have these conversations because they don't know how to be vulnerable. They don't know how to be open and drop the ego and just listen. Correct. But not just listen with, again, their mind, listen with their body. And when you get into a relationship and you can listen with your body, that's when the true intimacy occurs. And that's what, you know, infinite in intimacy is all about. It's about being able to merge two souls together that know no bounds, know no fear, mm -hmm. and can allow whatever is supposed to transgress, transgress in that moment actually occur. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see a lot of men not able to, and this is not me shitting on men. Cause I, I love men. Like, Oh no, not at all. I, I love, I love my fellow man too. We just, we all, we, we need a lot of, we need a lot of help right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I see, I see them unable to create safety for their woman. And that has to do with the woman too, mm -hmm. right? And her ability to express like what she needs to feel safe. But I see a lot of content, a lot of things being pushed out that talk about um, 
it's like a divide, right? It's like a divide where yeah. the woman should be meeting his X, Y, and Z standards and he gets to go and do and play with whoever, whatever he wants. And she's supposed to stay at home, be submissive, wait on him hand and foot. You see yeah. a lot of this content being pushed and I see the toxicity and how it moves through a lot of relationships. It did in my, um, my last relationship too. And I just see how much relationships are trying to be hijacked by what I do feel is the negative forces on this planet that know that if they keep men and women separated, that they can more easily push their own agendas. And in that process, I see a lot of men not able to create safety because they have these toxic beliefs about what a woman should be. And women right now are changing. We're changing the game. We're, We're not our mothers. We are not our grandmothers. We are not our great grandmothers. We love them. And so many women have put their foot down and are not allowing the same kinds of things that that um, you know our female ancestors did, and and some of our female ancestors ancestors didn't put up with that shit either. Let me just make that that clear too. <laughs> um, but I see this like divide in men being able to create safety to get to to allow their woman to blossom before before their very eyes, but also feel like they can get their own needs net met. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say to you know? a man and or a woman who who is like struggling to create safety for the feminine to like flourish for her to be herself to be held to be uh felt that kind of no matter how she's navigating granted that it's not to a toxic level but like when she's navigating her own emotions and her needs is there anything you might be able to to say to a man and or a woman going through that phase of like not feeling like they can be felt or heard in that safety (laughs) <laughs> safety is love safety is unconditional love and when you're unconditionally loved are you, do, so you know i know you don't have you know any children yet i don't have any either but were you ever loved in your in your childhood by someone unconditionally i want to say no and that's why in your relationships it's very difficult when you don't see the love mm-hmm. you don't feel the love unconditionally you go back to i'm not safe correct right whereas for me my parents are still together they've been together for 44 years wow it's be- it's a beautiful thing to watch it's a beautiful essence of of just masculine and feminine and my and my mother carries the you know i call her the divine center because she just embodies it all right wow. and I know what it's like to be loved unconditionally because I've I've made so many mistakes in my life um, to where I'm like, oh man, I like I, I'm I'd be shocked if they could be like, you know, I, I don't love you for this, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just they just come back with more love and more love and more love, and so I've always felt safe. I, I know I can always go to my parents for whatever because of that safety, the unconditional love that they've created. And so when you, when you look at a relationship, if that man can love that woman, no matter what, because he knows that it's just either emotions that are going through her, or it's just a part of her journey that she's going through to get to the next phase. And he knows that he is not anything else, but a container of, of energy to move her from one thing to the next. And it, and, and it could be to be with him forever, or it could be to get her on her way and 
put her in the next situation so that she can figure out what her, her life is supposed to be. When men know how to do that, that's when we start healing this wound between the masculine and the feminine. Mm. That is, that is the key. And it's also an understanding of men behaving and understanding how to behave for women. Because, you know, again, back to what you were saying about this yeah, whole like toxic masculinity being put out there, yeah. right? These young girls are seeking acceptance. They're seeking love and they're doing it in a way that they feel like these, these men want. That's why there's this massive, I, I like to call it, you know, promiscu uh, promiscuity going on between, um, you know, these girls are, are just having casual sex mm -hmm. and, you know, and a lot of women that I'm starting to see now are bisexual at a very young age. Wow. Right. And I've never, I've never seen that before like that. You yeah. know, it's, it's, there's never been this push of liking women and liking men, but there's more threesomes happening than ever before. You know, and, and I'm not going to say ever before, but because that used to be a thing, you know, <laughs> a long, long, long time ago. Right. But now it's coming back. Mm -hmm. And it's because one, there's a huge, there's a huge addiction to porn. More women are watching porn than ever before. And the type of porn they're, that they're watching is usually threesomes mm. because the young men are watching the same kind of porn. And so these young women are trying to impress but really it's just, they want to be loved by these men. And so we're creating this, this space where it's okay to go from person to person to person, take whatever I can take. And, and if you actually listen to a lot of these women love being abused. Yeah. Young women love, they love toxic masculinity. They love guys that are ghosting them. They love guys that don't communicate. They, they, they like it when a guy gets in an argument and then disappears. Mm-hmm. And then comes back. They they like that. It's a drug. And it's, a drug. It, it, it's an it's an addiction. And yeah. and that's what we're creating. But back to my point about men, we have to understand how to hold a, a safe space. And I was walking in. I was just in um in um, Denmark and in, in Sweden, and I was I was doing a, a speaking tour out there, um, talking on a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now. And I was with this. We're just we were catching up. She's uh, a face reader there, which is beautiful to see. And I, I believe we we spoke about her yeah. and, you know, she noticed how, as I was walking on the street, I would walk on the outside of her to make sure that she was on the inside. She noticed how I would open doors. She noticed small little details because that's, that's what she does in, in her work, but she felt safe. She felt that container yes. and she appreciated and, and there was no um, physical attraction. It was purely plutonic, purely friends, but she felt that she was in a container of safety because of that. I and that's, so. that's not, I, I can't tell you how many seats I've pulled out on dates to where women's like, wow, that's never happened to me before. Or I open a car door for them to get into. And the woman's like, wow, that's never happened to me before. Even if, she, even if we're just friends, yeah, I just open the car door. I love it because You've done it for me. that's, you've done it. For I, me. I've done, I've, I have, I have done it for you now that I think about it. Right. Yeah. Because that is how a woman should be treated. It's, it's just a space of safety, but that's how a man should lead. Yeah. And that is, that's where this disconnect is, is happening. And you know what I also learned going through 
becoming certified in teaching breath work. And you've gone through the very, a very similar certification. Okay. We go into this exercise where we go deep down into the ground. And I don't want to talk about the exercise in case somebody goes through it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We go, you know what I'm talking about? We go deep yeah. down into the ground, into this hole. Okay. And it's pitch black, dark. And we talk about some of our deepest, darkest secrets. Right. And the one thing that I realized in going through that several times is that, first of all, it's about 90% in these groups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Second of all, the stories that are being told, 90% of the time it has something to do with some sort of abuse, whether it's physically or sexually, um, or some sort of trauma relating back to a woman's childhood by this man yeah every single time 90 percent of the stories yeah so after i hear that three or four times in three or four different occasions from three or four different groups of people mostly women exactly right exactly i started to realize what kind of container that men have to start to hold for women and so men could start to hold these safe spaces for these, for, for women across the board, there is going to consistently be conflict. There's going to consistently be, um, there's going to consistently be women who do not feel safe with men. And until men can open up and become vulnerable, we're always going to have this disconnect. And that is, that is what this entire course that we've created between the Venus sequence and psychic somatics is about. It's about understanding your purpose. Yes. It's about yes. understanding what attracts you. It's about understanding what your emotional intelligence looks like. And it's about dissecting every part of your nature, your fiber, your being, not just in love, but who you are that is going to catapult you to the next phase in your journey. And that's why I, if I was going to put this in the words, that's probably the best way I can explain this course that we're creating because it is so needed at this time. And there's a reason why you saw two years ago, yeah. us doing this right now. Exactly. <sighs> right now at this time. Yes. And, and that's like what I want to tell women too, like why being a part of this course is important because not only do you get this amazing human being right here, Brett, to help you move through the Venus sequence, but within psychic somatics, as you start to understand yourself from a body perspective, which like psychic somatics, somatics means of the body. When you start to understand your innate psychic ability of your body and use it to yeah. your advantage, then life becomes this beautiful cosmic display of all the things you ever wanted. And they're right there. You just need to learn how to embody them because I am moving in more and more in like into this phase of the divine embodiment, right? Of what it is that I want to be in this life and understanding that more clearly and owning that and trusting myself. So had I not trusted the vision I had, you know, way back when of us doing this course, this likely would have never happened if I just didn't make the ask based on the strong, clear vision that I had and reliving that again and my guides bringing it back to me. And it's like, these are the, the kind of 
these are the kinds of beautiful things and synchronicities that can align in your lives when you learn to tap into the innate psychic ability of your body and trust it and build it. And that's what the feminine is for. Like if the men have to learn how to hold safe containers for us, we have to know what we want out of that container. We have to know like what makes us feel safe in the first place, because we can't just expect him to also be shooting in the dark, pretending, guessing, you know, and, and a lot of men I feel do like they do their best to guess, but we can't just leave them guessing. And we have to like, be clear on where we're going to our mission, our purpose, our Dharma, our karma, again, all the things that Brett's listing out as we begin to refine who we are, it's like the divine masculine steps up to support. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's like, I've, I've been working to like heal more and more my relationship with both the divine masculine and feminine. And in that process, I see just how much I am supported. Like the amount of support I have from men at this phase in my life is so incredible. Mm. And I would have never gotten here had I not done all the healing of the sexual trauma and abuse that I had been through in my past, all the physical abuse from the feminine that I experienced too, all the mental and emotional abuse that I went through as a child. If I didn't do the work, I wouldn't be in this space right now where I have like, you know, an operations manager who's, you know, a man, you know, he has helped me in every phase of my business. He just thinks about things that I could never, and he supports me in ways in my business I could never ask for, right? I have Curtis, a mentor who just like helps me with every phase of my business and allows me to expand within breathwork detox too, as you know, and then I have you, right? And it's like, I, I have a vision. I have this understanding of what it is I want to create. And you're like, boom, let's do it right? Like you just step in with that masculine energy and like, we just pushing this thing along. And I'm like, Oh my God, had I not done the work, this would have never ever happened in my life. I would have been too resistant. I would have felt like I couldn't have received from the masculine. I would have felt so lost and alone and afraid still. And like, just thank God, thank God I'm at this phase where I can welcome in, you know, the divine masculine into my business, hence my life, right? The business is just a reflection of, of how we life too. And I'm just, I'm so excited for this because we're basically opening up the portals to both of our healings, to the people to come and experience the same amount of love, freedom, excitement, enhancement, and who and what we really are and what we're here to do with our relationships in this lifetime. And that's going to really just bleed beautifully into everything in our lives that needs to be transmuted, transformed. And we'll come out on the other side, just better people, better people. We have just a more solid foundation of what we're set to birth in this life, who we get to be in relationships. And then just the dream aspect, like I'm living my dreams. I, I was telling Brett, like I would have, I, I can't believe that I'm here at this phase in my business, you know? And what a, what a gift it feels like for me to be able to create this with you and to give this to the people. It's literally a dream. It's literally a dream. <laughs> well, your dream is reality, first of all. And second of all, it's, it's been a, 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 just a pleasure to get to know you over these last several years. Um, as soon as I met you, I felt something. It was weird. You know, like, I mean, I meet, I meet a lot of people, but as soon as I met you, I told Curtis, I was like, there's something about her. And, um, and for, for those of you who don't know Curtis, Curtis is, is a good friend of both of ours and, um, you know, founder of, of breathwork detox. And, you know, I was speaking, I thought, I think I spoke at, at the event that you were at the first time teacher training mm -hmm. and 
when I, when I met you, I was like, I, I told him, I was like, Hey, there's some, something different about her. He's like, Oh no, she's, she's, she's been one of, one of my, my, you know, my greatest students. And, and here we are. So there's, there's no doubt in my mind that this is, this is meant to be. Um, but I'm extremely excited for the people who are going to take advantage of something like this, right? Because I've created many things in my life and I've been a part of many things. And the people that I've seen take quantum leaps in their lives are the ones who take advantage of opportunities that otherwise wouldn't be there. Because the reason why we're creating this isn't for us. It's for us to be able to utilize what we've learned, our experiences that we've been through to be able to impart that on others. It's us living in our purpose, right? And the more I do that, the more magic that I see. Um, the more magic I create, but more importantly, the more people's lives I change. And that's ultimately what we're all here for. It's us to, it's, it's for us to be able to figure out what, what we're here to do. And then it doesn't matter what we do. It's just bring, bringing that energy and bringing that essence into whatever it is that we're doing. And for you and I, this is, this just happens to be it. So I'm extremely excited to be able to put this together with you and, um, you know, and just see the impact and the lives that are changed um, by doing this. And I know this is just a, a small step to doing that, but I know it's going to create a ripple effect throughout the cosmos. And that's what we're here for. It is, it is. This is like a, a space that's yet to have been created. Literally nobody in the world, okay, is combining gene keys and the venus sequence with psychic somatics like it's so once in a lifetime it's so rare like you do not want to miss this opportunity because it's about your unfolding the the most amazing part of this i i could probably speak for both of us when i say is to see the ahas on people's faces to see the breakthroughs to see the trauma like literally start to melt it's like that's that's what it's for it's like so you can see yourself and if we can help you do that then man are we aligned to our missions like to mm. the highest degree and i'm i'm so excited so is there any closing words you want to tell people about the course about things that we're creating anything anything at all honestly you know we talked about a lot i think they have the gist i think they they have more than the gist um <laughs> yeah. they they have everything they need to make um the decision uh, an informed decision of whether this is for them or not the one thing that i will say is that Gene Keys has absolutely changed and transformed my life. I've I've been through psychic somatics, and that has been a huge impact in terms of being able to integrate everything that I've done. And so if there was one thing that you could absolutely do is to bet on yourself, mm. right? If there's one thing you could do in your entire life at this point, it's to bet on yourself. And the reason why anybody has any indecision moving forward on choosing something that they know is right for them or that is um, something that is willing to change their life, it's because they're unsure of themselves. And at this point in time, it's time to step into who you know you're supposed to be. Mm. Not your greatest self, it's, it's who you know you're supposed to be. Yeah. And who you know you're supposed to be is someone that you don't even know mm. because what you think you're stepping into your mind has a it's 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 limited right what you think you're stepping into you think it's the ceiling when really it's just the floor Ooh. and so for you <laughs> for you 
it's to start to believe in yourself, get out of your head, get into your body, start to believe in yourself, step into the unlimited infinite possibilities that you can create in this world and start to believe, mm. start to believe because anything and everything is possible. And when you start to do that, that's when the magic starts to create. Everything in this world is mental. It's all mental. What you do want and what you don't want are both available to duality. So step into that. Step into the welcoming. You said welcome. You start to welcome all these things into your life, yep. right? Start welcoming. Start waking up and say, saying to yourself, I welcome all the greatest opportunities into my life that exist in this magical field that we all, we all reside in right? That is when the magic starts to occur. So start to believe, start to step in, start to embody psychic somatics, right? Mm -hmm. Start to embody this energy because this energy resonates within all of us. I love it. I love it. Well said, like well said. I don't think there's any other way to end this podcast from there, but to say thank you to the listeners, we're going to have a link to the course in, you know, the show notes. So check that the link will, I'm sure be in both of our bios too. As we're uh, mapping this out, we have our date to start as November 1st. So, and then from there, we're going to go Monday and Thursdays, um, you know, for an hour each to take you through the embodiment of the Venus sequence and then psychic somatics as well. So it's going to be so thorough. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be the first time that it's going to launch. So really, I see the first time of anything, the first time anything is launched, it's like this great awakening, this great opportunity. So if you know you want to discover more about your love life, if you know you're here to shift and transform, you got to join us. Okay. If you have any questions, you can DM me, you can DM Brett as well. Brett, what's the best way for people to find you and contact you? Yeah. Instagram is probably the best way. Um, Brett underscore locket. Um, and from there they can find all of my information. Wonderful. Wonderful. And for me, you guys can find me at mediumship muse or at Candice Reboyo on Instagram. Let us know what you thought about this episode too. And we can't wait to see you in Venus illumination. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again and see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in my emerging psychic mediums. I trust you've received new downloads, wisdom, insight, and actionable steps to ascend as you embody the spiritual channel in you. It's time to take the next steps into your life purpose and lovingly clear out the blocks as you give your greatest gifts to be abundantly paid for being you. As always, I'm here to support you on your journey of growth, evolution, and expansion into who you came here to be. I'd love to hear about your biggest ahas and takeaways. So jump on Instagram and let's connect at Mediumship Muse Podcast. DM me. I'd love to hear from you. Love you all.